Welcome back to the podcast, The Lost Eras. I'm Chelsea. This is Jeff. And this week we watched Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. This was not the first Star Wars released. No. We are going in chronological order. So this is the first one in the storyline, but it is not the first one released back in the 70s they did four five six so the 70s or 80s it's the 80s so the 70s and the 80s it started with four five five and six and it's because that is what george lucas thought was going to be more of a complete set of storyline or whatever so they he wanted to do that first but then he wanted to do the prequel and the sequel as well yeah, so I knew, so growing up, I've seen four, five, and six, and I knew George Lucas was the director, but I had no idea that that was planned like four, five, and six. I thought it was one, two, three, and somebody came back and said, let's make more prequels. I had no idea that was planned all along. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it. that's just what I read. Now, granted, I don't know a lot. I'm not a Star Wars buff. <laughs> Neither one of us are. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you my history with Star Wars. This was the movie that we always got to watch as like a treat in class, like on the last day of school or whatever, when you didn't have actual work to be doing. It was like, oh, we're going to watch a movie today. Do you want to watch Star Wars? And I was always like, "Mm, I'm going to sit and talk through this movie because I have no interest in this. So growing up throughout, you know, after that, I really had no interest in watching any of the new ones either so I just never jumped on the Star Wars train but I will say after watching this first one I think I might like the series I don't love it I don't I don't feel like this is ever gonna be like a Harry Potter or something like that for me where it's like one that I love and I want to watch all the time but I do think that I'll like all of them. I don't know about the old ones. It's going to be really hard to go back in time. After seeing this one and like the good graphics, I feel like, well, I mean the okay graphics. I feel Very like it's, okay graphics. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to go backwards. The graphics are not that great. It feels very CGI. I don't know what well, year this was released. but So it was released in, in 1999. Okay. So I do think, obviously, the newer ones are going to be a lot better. Well, knowing that it was, I thought it was a lot newer, so 1999. They're they're pretty good for... Probably decent for 1999 (laughs) for what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I thought that they were fine for the time. I think that the newer ones are going to be a lot better in that sense. Um, I've heard, though, from other people that this set didn't hit. Like, it it wasn't a hit. I can believe that based on my viewing experience. Yeah. So I don't know, but I, I kind of like, it's my first experience with all the different robots and like Jar Jar Binks. I obviously have heard the reference. No idea. Had no idea who he was. Jar Jar Binks gives me, I, I wrote down Jar Jar Binks. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's Jar Jar, but actually I think you're, you might be right. It's actually Jar Jar. I just Googled it. I understand that. Okay, but sorry. It's like an accent, like a childish accent. I get it. It's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's not great to talk. But, you know, it would be, 
kind of entertaining if you just talked in that accent the whole miso no think so <laughs> that was pretty good i wouldn't even know where to start <laughs> yeah not my favorite character <laughs> going into this movie i like open him. mind okay um about 60 seconds in i had some kind of movie anxiety where i feel like i should know more about the movie before the movie starts yeah like a lot of star wars fans probably do yeah so the first i don't know how long the first part of the movie well the whole movie i'm lost yeah no i agree honestly so and this movie is long so i was lost for a while well that's how i felt for like i think probably like the first five minutes i was like in a full-blown panic i was like how am i gonna take notes for this i don't know what any of these things are called well, there's made up words yeah everything's made up how do how am i gonna like narrate this throughout the podcast when i don't even know what the hell is going on but then i just decided to lean into it just embrace it i don't know what all these things are called so i'm just gonna go with it we're gonna I roll a little with the bit punches. i leaned a little bit on natalie portman <laughs> yeah I, that makes I called life that one easier i called that one what <laughs> that she was just standing in for the queen yeah um also this movie, I know it's in the Star Wars line. This movie could also be like a crossover event, if you will, for the Taken movies. Taken usually yeah. stars Liam Neeson. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a couple of those, but I don't really remember them. So this is kind of like Taken, but instead of his family being taken from him, he is taking a child from its mother. Like an abduction. Okay. I see the similarity I, there. I see. However, he's... It's like karma. He's, he's the good guy in this one. Sure, okay. Well, uh, he's the good Whoever guy in the other the one, story, too. the history but book. He's not... He is not stealing him from his mom. The mom gives him away, and then the kid volunteers. So, you know. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, so... Apparently, he's in the right. Well, I, I, I will have to say I was pleasantly surprised. So... I am kind of excited moving forward to get through these because I kind of see what the hype is about. Granted, I don't love it, but I, it is like cool. It's a cool world. Like the visually it's cool. So imagination yeah. behind it is very exciting. Yeah. So I can I'll, get on I'll board throw another that. positive out there okay. with that. Um, big band music. You like that? I like scored movies. I know you do. <laughs> so There's no cold open. It just rolls into the title and credits. And I'm sure there is a name for it where they cast the words across the screen and they kind of leave. So I know the words that come running across the screen in the beginning. There's probably some name for them like because they're so iconic. But I'm just going to call it the word scroll. And I don't know what my feelings are on this. What are your feelings about it? I feel like it's a way to like set the tone of a movie instead of adding another, let's say movie in front of it or another scene. Or yeah. Something. There's just a lot of explanation in this, like setting it. And even with this, I will add even reading through this, it was, I am lost in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. It was really hard for me to understand just because I had not watched any star Wars. So I didn't know what like, the federation was and one well, we don't have to know but i feel like between the two of us is like 
who's... having to explain it to yeah. you like you're asking <laughs> me for like answers. you should know <laughs> like i'm an expert and i'm like you're like who are they i'm like that's the trade confederation yeah whatever that is that's what it said yeah so i will say though this i think i i believe was the first movie that did this oh you're talking you're usually talking star yeah. wars or yeah just star movies in general yeah star wars in general it's I, been copied i know that. yeah because i remember it from texas chainsaw massacre <laughs> and i think it's so hokey in that movie but i feel like it does it works but like it's kind of iconic for star wars so i think it's silly when other movies do it you know it's sad as we go back and watch older black and white movies and it's probably really common maybe i, I don't, don't know. know i don't know either see yeah but i we think this, learn. this one is what it's like known yeah. for yeah. this in combination with the big band music well yeah well so should we go back to may 19th 1990 when this movie was released take us back okay so believe it or not star wars was the top movie this no yeah this This one was released in what year 1999 oh okay i thought you said 1990 no and yeah, so this one was the top movie, and then the next few top movies were The Sixth Sense, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, Toy Story 2, and The Matrix. Okay. I recognize <laughs> so. a few of those movies. Yeah, I mean, they're all pretty iconic, I feel like. Well, Toy Story 2, I don't know. I feel I'm, like I've watched all of those movies, and not this one. Yeah. And this one was number one. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I agree with you. I think I've seen them all. I I don't remember Toy Story 2. I really am not like a Disney fan that watches sequels. I pretty much just stick with the originals if I'm going to watch it. But I'm pretty sure I did watch this one because I do kind of remember it being a big thing for it to come out. So, yeah, I so mean, this... I couldn't tell you the storyline <laughs> of all of those movies. I do remember watching them. Yeah. So the biggest movie of the year. Let didn't me... see. Let me let me help you out with your Toy Story real quick, though. Do you remember Buzz Lightyear? Well, yes. Wasn't he in number two or was he in number one? He was in number one. Oh, really? Yeah. So they must have moved to number two. <laughs> I I really don't I know. I couldn't tell you. I don't Moving know. on. <laughs> Different movie. Yeah. Do you want to get into the movie? Yeah. All right. Well, it opens with that iconic script. And this basically just explains that there's a dispute of taxation. They've stopped trade to Naboo. And this is up for debate in Congress, but the Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedis to settle the conflict. That's accurate. And then we are on a spaceship somewhere. And this silver robot walks in and welcomes Obi-Wan and Keegan. So those are the two Jedi. And they actually are on one of the Trade Federation's ships. Yes. That is blockading. Uh, trade. Trade to <laughs> Naboo. Yeah. Yeah. So people are on the ship, or droids, are ordered to kill the two Jedis. 
Then an explosion happens and the robots get ready to fight. Well, I think it's obvious. So they come to the ship as ambassadors. Yeah. Ambassadors. Yeah. And I think it's pretty well known that they're Jedi. They look or feel like Jedi. I don't know. Yeah. And so somebody they refer to as Lord says to kill the Jedi. And they're like in some room waiting. So the doors are locked and they try to gas them out and stuff. And But they hold their breath. <laughs> yeah. And then when the droids open the door, um, they like. They're not dead. They like sword their way out. They lightsaber. Is that what they're called? Yes. Oh. I even know that. <laughs> so, yeah, they lightsaber their way out. They kill all the robots. The Jedis use the lightsaber to try to break through the door. But then different robots keep coming in and the Jedis are now in the vents. Yeah, they're in the vent shafts. Yeah. Um, and then they get to like some like. There's be like a loading dock where like the ships are like the spaceships leave the big mother ship. Yeah. That's where they get to in the vents and they see a whole army of droids. So the initial script rolling with being said it was like supposed to be peaceful or whatever. When they docked at the ship it was supposed to be peaceful. Like clearly this is a boatload of droids, if you will. Like yeah. Sent here to take over this planet. Yeah. Yeah, this the Federation is shady AF. Or so it seems. I mean, I believe it. So then we see Queen Amidala. She appears on their TV screen and says that she expects them to come up with an agreement with the Jedis. And then they tell her that the Jedi never arrived. Oh, yeah. They play dumb. They're like, we don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so then now we're at a meeting with the queen and the council and the queen is very firm on the fact that she does not want war. Yeah. I think she says she will not condone action that leads to war. Yeah. Specifically. And some of her counselor telling her that they feel like there's an attack like looming. So it's not a complete surprise. Yeah. When they get attacked. Yeah. And then now we're out like in the wilderness back on or still on Naboo and the droids are still attacking the Jedis and they encounter Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, when they land on the the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the trade Federation lands a bunch of ships, droids or whatever on like, not in the city. So like the queen and her council are in like the city setting and then somewhere else on the planet. Yeah. They're like, like out in the rainforest countryside. Like. <laughs> okay. And I just have to say, Jar Jar Binks reminds me of a cross between Dobby and then the Jamaican head on the night bus in Harry Potter. <laughs> like, he's a perfect love child of both of those. Um, He says Misa a lot. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Talks about a hidden city. And uh, this is why kids don't speak normal. <laughs> At least well, back then. Do you remember that? No, not really. But I didn't. I don't feel like any of my friends really watch Star Wars, so I don't think I heard references from it that often. I know a kid that loves Star Wars. Yeah. That had a phase. Yeah. Well. Where he spoke a little, little, little Jar 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 Binks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do really like him. I think that he's probably my favorite character, just because he's really entertaining and he's like, 
he just gets shit done in a really Jojo Binks. Yeah, like in a really chaotic fashion, he just gets things done. <laughs> he almost dies all the time, but he still gets things taken care of. He is self-aware. Like he didn't want to go to the hidden city. Yeah, he knows, but he's gonna help the Jedi because they saved his life. Yeah, he but knows. As soon as he gets in the big city, he he says like he's in big doo doo. Yeah, like he's yeah he knows. Yeah, so they follow him to this underwater city. And then <laughs> I love they like put these like little mouth guard things in. Well, it basically just looks like a straw. Yeah, it looks like they're just biting a fancy stick. Yeah. And that's apparently able to make them breathe underwater. And then they walk through this. Well, like they swim and swim and swim. And then they get to this like bubble and they walk through it. And there's like this layer of gel. And now they're in a building with air. Well, it's not a building. It's they look like, like bubbles. A bubble. They all look like the whole. <laughs> it's a giant gel bubble. City system is like bubbles connected by bubbles. Yeah, and I would then, I would say it would be like frogs evolved if I was trying to describe it to somebody that had. Yeah, because they look like frogs, kind of or frog like at least the yeah, king does, like amphibian ish. King toad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they are now talking to the leader. We learn that they're Gugans. And it's decided that Mr. Binks is going to be their tour guide. He's going to take them on a mission. There was some negotiation, right? Yeah. Like he was in trouble. The Guggen King says, you guys need to leave. You can go through the Earth's core or the planet. Sorry, not Earth. The planet's core. And they give him some kind of like boat transportation thing. Well, they need a guide. So they talk with him about. Let's they saved his Binks. life. Yeah, so they're using He's indebted that. to me. Yeah. Right? Like. So Jar Jar Binks gets to go with him through the planet's core. And then, yeah, so they take a little trip and the Trade Federation came and captured the queen and her people. And the Jedi show up with Jar Jar and break well, the them Jedi free. Don't ju- it's not just like a Sunday stroll in a submarine. <laughs> like they take off out I mean, of the, bubble, the frog bubble and there are fish bigger than their submarine trying to eat them. Yeah. And then a bigger fish thing eats that fish and like it takes them some time to, but they just pop out in the middle of the city. You know, okay, we're going to keep doing this because I am a Harry Potter fan. It's definitely reminiscent of the Goblet of Fire when they're underwater (laughs) and all the things are attacking them. They all have to learn how to breathe underwater. It's basically Harry Potter. Oh, same, same. (laughs) Misa, same, same. (laughs) Yeah. So now we're with the queen and the Jedi free the people and the queen. And they're talking. They want to send a message to the chancellor, but apparently communication is down. So now they've got to escape. And they're able to make it onto their spaceship after fighting off some droids. But then as they're flying away, they get hit by a missile from the blockade. However, luckily they have a robot on board. And he fixes the shields, and they make it past the blockade. Hmm. They had a whole fleet of robots, and a lot of them, they make little screams. It's funny, they get blasted off. the. So they go, like, just scrolling out onto the side of the ship while it's in space doing mock Jesus. And they get blasted with these lasers, and they go, me, and they fall <laughs> off, like... A machine's not going to do that. They don't, yeah, they don't care. But there is one machine that 
gets the shields back up and stuff, so they're able to get away. And they identify this machine as R2-D2. Yeah, you know, I have a really hard time remembering which robot is which, especially because they're all, like, initials or letters or whatever. So they're all robots to me. R2-D2 looks like the blue and white trash can. Okay. 3PO. Is the silver tall thing? Well, he's not silver in this movie. He's actually gold eventually. But oh, okay. He's a droid. Human A. Human and some droid. I don't know. It's yeah. a brevi- abbreviation for something. But Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, oh H3PO. No, we meet him when we get to the other planet. But I do remember him because his parts were out. <laughs> so we'll get to that. He's naked. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. The R2-D2 helps repair the ship. The speeder from Naboo. Yeah. Um, and they do escape. Yeah, and then they realize they don't have enough power to make it to where they're heading, so they have to land on another planet. And they figure out that the Trade Federation doesn't have control over one, but it's full of gangsters, so you know they don't really want to take the queen there because it seems dangerous. But at this point, they don't have any other options. So they present this option to the queen, she approves, and then they land. I can't remember the name of the planet, but yep. Yeah, I I didn't note that. But then this is where I was first confused because this is then we see her handmaiden for the first time and I was like that's the queen. They look identical. <laughs> and like I realize that it's Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman. Yeah. They do look similar. And they look so similar. Especially with the makeup on yeah i never really thought about it in the past but now looking at them in this i couldn't tell which one was which well and the only i'm gonna out you the only reason you knew she was the queen there is because because i looked at the cast looked at the cast for names yeah. and so then i was like wait but this they say that she is because i i kept saying like now which one is this and jeff would say and then i'd be like well this is the one that they said is the queen in the cast list so i think that's the queen <laughs> i'm like no you probably just got the two ladies mixed up you don't know which one's which either mm-hmm. then we find out later no it really was the queen but anyways we're introduced to her handmaiden at this point that's how we think of her and padma Right. Padma or Padme. Okay. And she is forced to go with Qui-Gon and... Uh, she wasn't forced to go. Well, the queen... She was interested in learning about the people. So the queen demanded she go with. Yeah. And Mr. Binks. He also attends the trip. Correct. So we do flash back to the mothership for the trade federation and we are introduced to the sith who i think is the one they're referring to as lord with like the hooded cloak yeah you don't really see his face his apprentice i think they're calling him darth maul darth maul yeah yeah he's got kind of a red red and black he looks like a devil and he does have horns yeah we can't see them right here but so we know something bad is going down we right. just haven't figured it and out yet. Talk, I think they talk about finding the queen because they need the queen to sign a treaty. Basically, a 
they want to force her to sign some sort of treaty. Yeah. And at this point, uh, the Sith is unaware that the Jedi are still alive because the people on the ship were supposed to kill the Jedi. Yeah. So he just assumes that they're not in the way right now. And at this point, also, no one even knows that the Sith and Darth Maul are alive. Or a part of the Trade Federation. Yeah. So we're back to the three heading out on their journey on this planet. And the Handmaid meets Anakin Skywalker. Can we just call her Natalie? Sure. Handmaid seems so brash. (laughs) Okay. Natalie meets Anakin Skywalker. And at this point, I was like, oh, Anakin's wait. Anakin's a little boy, too. He's like 10. Yeah. And we hadn't heard that his name was Anakin yet. And I was like, oh, my God, is this Luke Skywalker? Because also I had read that at this point, Luke Skywalker would be young. But I think that was a mistake because clearly this is his dad. And I do know a little bit of the history Obviously, over the years, I've heard spoilers. It is a... It is a... <laughs> what's Almost 60-year-old... 60-year-old movie. I know. Damn it. So, I do know that Anakin turns into Darth Vader, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker's dad. So, unfortunately, I don't like Anakin from the start, even though this kid is so smart. He's like, very he's talkative. got so much potential. Very charismatic. Yeah. And so he's explaining how him and his mom have been on this planet since he was three and they're slaves. Essentially, They were sold to the shop owner that he works for. Yeah. But he's very smart. He's very like handy. He can build things, build spaceships and fix anything really. And he does Uh, a lot of racing. So he says it's a 10 year old too. Well, (laughs) we find out that he exaggerates a little bit later on but (laughs) then we see anakin save mr binks from getting orange good he's like having an interaction with one of these like alien creatures and anakin knows that he's bad and so he (laughs) pulls him away just in time because i think that goo is like acid i have no idea so there is a storm coming in and Anakin offers them to stay at their house because it's a sandstorm and there's no way to like get through it. So yeah, the, they can't get back to the spaceship in time. Yeah. So he offers like, come hang out with me and my mom because at this point, so they met Anakin in that uh, repair shop because they yeah. were looking for hyperdrive parts or something like that. They need parts for the spaceship and they couldn't agree on a price. Well, first of all, they don't have any money. Right. So they couldn't agree on whatever, (laughs) right? They can't get it for free. Well, they had money. They had um, like Republic coins or something like that. That basically wasn't the currency of the planet. Yeah. So they were like, no, this doesn't mean anything. They were like, that's worthless here. So they were going along their way. They kind of said their goodbyes. He comes out in the street and saves Jar Jar Binks and then talks about Sandstorm. And kind of, they kind of take shelter with him. Yeah. And this is when we first meet 3CPO. C3PO. He, he just, they just refer to him as 3PO. 
three PO. Okay, sorry. humanoid droid. But what like is the actual name? Three is it three CPO? It's C C three PO. God, right. I could never the remember. The kid doesn't refer to him as C three PO. It's just three PO. Okay, yeah. I and mean, I think later on he might throw a C in there, but yeah, maybe once he gets his clothes, maybe like completed C three PO. Yeah, so he is working on building him. So he's still a work in progress. All of his bits are hanging out right now, but he can walk and talk. And then we see Darth Maul and the Sith conspiring some more. And then the people on the spaceship sees a message come in from Naboo. And they think it's a trap, so they don't respond to it. Because if they respond, they could be traced. Like their location could be found. Yeah, they don't want to be found because they're in hiding. Right. So, back at the Anakin's house, they're having dinner. And he knows Quigan is a Jedi. And Anakin talks about how he had a dream that he was a Jedi and then came back to free all of the slaves. And I think that this may be foreshadowing for a future episode. Possibly. Yeah. (laughs) I suspect. Or he comes back as bad. While they're eating dinner, he also comments about how he's the only human that does pod racing. Because apparently the pod racing, the pod racer that he's been building, um, you need like really fast reflexes or something like that. Yeah. Good vision, which humans typically don't have good enough reflexes and vision to do it, but he's one of the ones that does it, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so they come up with this plan, basically, that he he has a pod... Well, he normally races for the owner, his slave owner, but he has this little pod that he the owner doesn't know about, and so he's going to say that it's the Jedi that owns this little pod but he's gonna race for him and in order to allow him to do that they're gonna basically have him front the money for the race the store owner and then they'll split the profit if he wins so they're at the dinner table and they're working Anakin's mom over to try to get her to agree to this pod race plan yeah. And finally she gives in and says, yeah, you should help them. You know, it's kind of like maybe it's your destiny, something like that. So then we cut to another scene. I think it's next day. And Jar Jar Binks and Anakin are working on this pod racer. Probably one of the funniest parts of the movie where Binks gets his oh, lips yeah, his- stuck. <laughs> And, like, there's, like, this, it looks like this lightning bolt electrical thing that connects, like, these two engines. They look like engines on a big airplane, right? Like yeah. Like jet engines. Yeah. And something, it's, like, to tie them together so they go the same direction. There's nothing physically holding them together. It's just this, like, electrical field. Well, he gets his lips, like, stuck in it somehow and starts freaking out. And it's it's funny. Well, is that the part where... Um, the Natalie comes over and helps him. That was, I thought his, it was his hand. He gets his hand stuck in something too. Well, yeah. And then Natalie comes over, 
just at the last minute before they like set the engine off and rips him free because if like no one noticed that his hand was stuck and if they would have like started the engine while it was in there i think he would have died that was at the house or at the race that was at the house still when they were working on it so yeah he's just very clumsy yeah he is that's what i mean though i don't know how he's alive he's so chaotic but he's he makes it work like he gets his shit together just in the nick of time right so they get all the parts put on this pod racer and it's ready to go yeah and it's the night before the race and the jedi takes a small blood sample from anakin Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And sends it over to Obi-Wan. To Obi-Wan to analyze. And they're looking for, I can't remember what they're called. They're, it's something in their blood. It's something in the blood. I don't remember exactly what it was called. But it basically is like indicators if they're a Jedi or not. And apparently the levels in his blood are like off the charts high. Yeah. So he's definitely like a Jedi. Super, super prime to be a Jedi. So now we get to the race and the Jedi makes a side bet to free Anakin if he wins the shop, you know, free him from the shop owner. But then we find out, it turns out Anakin has never even finished a race, let alone won a race. Yeah. So when they were negotiating that bet, the little fly shop owner guy is laughing like he's just he knows he's gonna win like he knows it's all in his favor right because yeah because he's never anakin's never won so someone he's gonna lose yeah and, and then his, the shop owner will that. win the bet he didn't say that to him but he did say the other guy Sabulba always wins right now the race starts and the, and the announcer for the race has two heads yeah it's that's entertaining. It's complicated. Like, how do you keep track of two heads? I mean, it just You don't seems... have to. You just keep track of your own head. <laughs> seems like a lot. So, the, the Jedi goes and tells Anakin to make sure to use his instincts. Because since he thinks he's a Jedi in the making, he's... I feel like Jedis have, like, this psychic ability. It's a force, if you will. Yeah. So... The force. Just... Make sure you stick to those instincts. Just predict what's coming because you should be able to win if you do that. So another racer we see comes and rips something it's off the of Sebulba his guy. Yeah, his race car. So the that's how that always he always wins. wins. So he cheats. Like yeah. we see he's a cheater. cheater. So the race starts. He stalls starting out, but then finally figures it out and gets it taking off. Yeah. And gets it to take off. Right. And the whole race. The, okay, this scene is really long. The race is long. Yeah, it's three laps. <laughs> lots of stuff happens. I don't understand why this... Why did we have to see the full race? Like, it. I can't we just kind of like... Or just make it shorter. Make it like one lap or something. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like a really long scene. And it's not on a racetrack either. It's through like a desert setting. Yeah. And so there's different sections. There's a tunnel section. There's a section where raiders shoot at them. Yeah. You know, there's... He has... Anakin... So to sum up the race, Anakin has a lot of problems. Throughout. But of course he still wins. 
Well, and the whole time I'm sitting there, every time like one crashed or someone got shot or whatever, every single time I thought it was Anakin. I don't know why I didn't expect him to win. (laughs) Like I was rooting for him. But like for some reason, every time someone got shot or something, I was like, oh my God, that was him. Because they all look the same. Like, how do you even keep these things apart? Oh, I, I could I could have announced that race with my eyes closed. They all sound different. <laughs> okay. Each all machine right. had a different, unique signature Yeah, sound. sure. <laughs> so, literally, I was like, he, uh, my heart couldn't handle it. He died, like, 20 times during this race. I'm just... Like, I mean, he should have. <laughs> like, holy hell. It was like the most there was stressful thing. something going thing. on with one engine on one side at one point, and he flips these switches and does this and that, and I mean, yeah, it just fixes itself. Like, hmm? and then the bad guy or whatever his name is, I can't remember. He crash the and bad burns. Bad guy's uh, Sebulba. Sebulba. He crashes and burns like right at the last minute, and then Anakin wins. So they get the parts. Anakin is free. He doesn't realize he's free. No, not yet. I don't think he was told. I can't remember. He was not until after the fact. So they're back at home or they're back. Oh, they're back with his mom, I think, in the hangar after the race. Yeah. And he tells him that he's going to be free. And his mom lets him. So mom lets Anakin decide to leave her or not. Oh, so they were at home at this point. And yeah. his initial response was just, yippee, like excited. We're well, going to no. go pack. At first, he thought she was coming with. Well, he got excited and then he said, what about mom? Then he realized, what about mom? Pretty quickly. Yeah. But we know mom can't go. Yeah, it was only to free one of them. So he does decide that he wants to go train to be a Jedi but, and then he promises that he's going to come back and free all of the other slaves. So then they head off. So when when he does win, too, the shop owner wants to back out of his deal. Qui-Gon, Key-Gon, K-Boy. Yeah. The Jedi. I can't remember his name. I wish they'd make an easier name. Keegan, I Steve. Think. Let's call him Steve. <laughs> okay. Jedi Steve uh, threatens to take him to the hut because the hut is all about Java. Yeah, keeping your word. <laughs> and so he he Wait, we did see Jabba the Hut in the scene. Wasn't he there? He was at the race. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little thinner back then. <laughs> but uh so they get all these parts delivered to the spaceship and Obi-Wan's supposed to install the drive and stuff. Well, Jedi Steve goes back to get the boy. Something of note quite interesting granted it's probably a cgi mistake or maybe it's something special about spaceships that i don't know about they're walking all around this spaceship it's like chromed out it's like mirror finished you'd never see a reflection in it <laughs> their mirrors are not that good so either one of two things one of two things it was a mistake <laughs> and it bothered me that there was no reflections when they're standing right next to it of them in it or it's supposed to do that, and somebody could explain to me about some, you know... Technology Ubanian, in Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> right, some, something that causes that not to happen. I don't know. I would like to point out at this point, we are only halfway through the film. And I thought that we were almost done. <laughs> because yeah, like, like, race is over, the, race the movie <laughs> should be over. <laughs> because that race was so long. But no, we literally are only halfway through. 
now that we've established we're only halfway through the film we see Darth Maul come and he attacks right as they're trying to get on. Yeah, I don't know how they found out what planet they were on. Yeah, I don't either. Did I miss something? Did somebody actually send out a message? No, to... he was just there. Yeah, well, he showed up as they're like getting the boy on the spaceship. Like, like that barely happens. Like, Steve, Jedi Steve intercepts him, uh, Darth Maul. Kid runs on the spaceship. Spaceship takes off. And flies by him. He jumps up and gets on the spaceship and they fly away. So like narrowly escaping. Dark yeah. Wall. Yeah. They all, they get all get on the spaceship just in time and they take off. So it was weird though. I don't know how he got there or like why he was there, but he was there. And it's also a good spot for them to just like throw in Darth Maul that way they know that Darth Maul a Sith is after them exists right yeah and then my immediate thoughts went to they found him here right what happens to his mom oh maybe that's why he turns bad well we don't see his mom again in this movie I don't think no we don't but if they were gonna try to hold something over him like they clearly know where his mom is yeah. But I don't know if they know Good anything call. about the boy. Right? Like, they're not after the yeah, boy. Yeah, they're, they're after not. The they're after the point. queen. Yeah. But they I, see make this, that. I see this being something in one of the future movies. Yeah. Maybe it's not. No, I I think you may be on to something. I have no idea how he turns evil. Yeah. I don't either. I just know he does. And I'm real interested to find out. So, that's probably a key factor there. Because he wants to come back to free her. But she's still there. So, then we get to the Chancellor. The Queen is told she will have to submit to the Federation's control for now. And she says, no, she's not going to. It's not going to happen. Well, on their way to meet the Chancellor, Anakin is really cold in space. And the Handmaiden, if you will, comforts him. Natalie. Yeah, Natalie. Yeah. Because... Doesn't she talk about something about their planet is hot and space is well, cold? Well, his planet. No, his planet is hot. Yeah. His desert planet. Yeah. And then and space, space is, is very cold. cold. I, I don't know if he's ever been in space, but. Yeah. Um, and then there's scenes where they're cutting back. They're still searching this planet. The Federation is. And there's, they've heard rumors there's underwater cities. Yeah. So they're searching for those. Right? Yeah. So we hear about that. Well, and then Keegan is reporting on Darth Maul. And then we get to meet Yoda. There's several Yodas. I don't know which Yoda's which. I know. I don't really either. It's the, they call it the Jedi... Master. It's like the Jedi Committee. Oh, yeah. I don't know what like it's that? called, but yeah. The Force Committee? I don't know. Yeah. It's a group. Yeah, it's a. it's like a council. It's a council of Jedi. They're all Jedi. Yeah. Um... In addition, Samuel L. Jackson is in this. Yeah. I have a question, and you may not know the answer. So, Yoda is a Jedi Master, or all of these Yoda Yodas are I think are everyone Jedi on masters. the committee are Masters. But, like, why do they look like that? Like, when you He's are... He's not a human. When you're a Jedi... Chelsea, there's aliens in this movie. Well, I know, but... He is not of human. So you don't have to be human to be a Jedi? No, apparently not. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was like Buddha, where after you 
reach a certain level, you become Buddha. It's like you so become he's level Yoda. 99 Jetta yes. in a video game and he turns to a green yeah, short that's, thing. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. I didn't know. Thank oh you for gosh. the clarification. I mean, I could be wrong, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they're different beings okay. they probably are like i think some of the beings i just wanted to clarify that are part of this cancel that look human probably aren't human either yeah that's true you didn't notice purple snuffleupagus sitting right next to yoda you just thought it was another human didn't you i didn't i oh i was really focused on yoda because they're so cute i like them <laughs> not so cute in the original movies like four <laughs> five six yeah well, I mean, honestly, they weren't that cute in this one either. But I have seen pictures of Baby Yoda, and I really like Baby Yoda. There was another thing that I thought, thought very odd that I wish someone was here to explain to us. We should have had a guest for this one. We should. Ha- I feel like we every time we say that, <laughs> one. we need to pl- we need to plan that out because <laughs> who in our listener pool is a Star Wars expert? <laughs> so the planet, yeah, yeah. Let us know if you're an expert and you want to talk about. Number two. Start or any of them. Specifically number two. Yeah, because that's coming up, I think. Let us know. I don't know. Number two coming up? Yeah. Yeah. If any of them, let us know. Yeah. Sooner the better. But anyways, uh, another another thing that got on my mind, because I have no idea what they really talked about in the council. I was distracted by the fact that, okay, so this planet is basically one giant city. All kinds of big buildings and stuff like that. Well, outside of the buildings, this is like this floating, hovering dock, if you will. And the Chancellor's spaceship, craft, buggy, whatever, has landed on this thing. When the Naboo spaceship comes... No. The Naboo spaceship cruiser, the big chromie, lands on it. The Chancellor's thing like pulls up next to it. And it's just so weird to me, like the technology, like one has to land on it, one just parks <laughs> yeah. next to it or whatever. Well, it's like pulling it into the garage or parking on the street. Right. But one had to land on something <laughs> solid. The other one just pulls up next to it, like next to a curb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if I explained that well, but it was, I get what you're saying. It was distracting. <laughs> also, when they met, um, when the queen meets the chancellor and stuff like that. There are representatives from the Trade Federation there, and they object to all the allegations that she has. Like, they're denying everything. Well, yeah, they. So she goes before the council, and they don't believe her. And they want to start an investigation. They want to start an investigation. They do tell her that this will take some time. Right. So that's basically why they're just wanting her to go along with the federation and what they're wanting for the time being what until they can get this investigation going so it kind of just sounds like they're just and the planet's so far away like yeah they're not gonna care they're just trying to get her to shut up more time so yeah she's not having it though no she votes for no confidence yeah she requests new leadership right so then they start a campaign to kind of get this new guy hired. Then she decides to return to her planet. Yeah, she's, she's <laughs> up going back with my people in Naboo. Uh, let me know how this turns out. 
she's she's not wasting any more time. She's like, I gotta get back. So now we have Yoda, and he is questioning Anakin. Keegan wants to take Anakin as an apprentice, and Obi Wan was his apprentice, but. Now he feels like Obi-Wan is ready to test for his Jedi ship. <laughs> and the group... And I think part of the reason he says that is because you're you're only allowed one apprentice yeah. at a time. Right. But he, I think that he really does think that Obi-Wan is ready. Because he did good, you know, this whole time. He was fighting along with them and stuff and he did fine. So I think that he really does feel like he's ready, but he also wants to be able to mentor Anakin. Um, But the group says no. They're worried about Anakin. They think that he's dangerous. Well, he's also too old. Usually they find future Jedi at a younger age. Yeah. Yeah, the ripe old age of like seven. He's way too old. (laughs) Yeah. So he's too old. (laughs) They deny him permission to train him. So they decide that they're going to go with the queen to Naboo. They are told yeah. to go with the queen to Naboo to find the Sith. Because yeah. when they came back and reported about a Sith, one of the Yodas made a comment about where there's one Sith, there's always two. There's always a pair. Yeah. A master and an apprentice. Apprentice, yeah. And from the explanation we get, I think it's like the Sith is, they talked about species, I thought, and them being extinct, like they didn't exist anymore. So I wasn't sure if it was a different literal species or just like a Jedi, but turned bad. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I feel like maybe the more we get into it, we'll catch on. But I'm not sure. I do know. I mean, they're Jedi because they, they did call them Jedi. Yeah. So I don't, I don't I think know. they're just like Jedi gone bad. They must be. So that's why they're sent back with the queen to find the Sith. Yeah. And then Keegan tells Anakin that he's not allowed to train with him, but he wants him to watch him and learn that way because he's not allowed to like tell him things to do but it's like if you watch me you'll learn how to be a jedi right kind of a loophole yeah (laughs) yeah and he essentially owns him at this point so it's not like you can just right yeah i know so it's like this poor kid he's just in limbo at this point and then he kind of explains to as he's explaining to anakin why they said no he explains to anakin why he thought he could yeah and it has to do with that blood test, right? And in the blood, they were testing for metichlorines, which is just the name for whatever they gauge the level of force. So it's like actual, he describes them as other beings that live within us. Yeah. And if the force is strong with you, you have the ability to basically communicate to with it. those inner beings. Yeah. yeah. To listen to them, if you will. Yeah. So they get to Naboo, and the no Goog- before they get to Naboo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jar Jar Bing says, "Are we going home?" <laughs> yeah, but poor Jar 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 because he they get to Naboo and the Guggen city is deserted. 
Yeah, I can find help in the city. Yeah. And no, you they're can't. Not here. But he does say he does say when they leave the city, if they're scared, they go to the sacred place. Yeah, they know he knows where to go. Come, come, I show you. So he leads them on their way, <laughs> and then this is when we get the big reveal: the queen is actually the handmaid, and she was using her handmaid Natalie. as a decoy. Natalie is actually the queen. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes clear because her voice piece decoy starts to Talking be for at a her. loss for words <laughs> like doesn't quite know how to respond oh, it's yeah like, this is bullshit yeah. like let me talk to you yeah for real so she presents an offer or, uh, it's an idea to work together yeah she's like hey i'll be an ally we can fight together well first i should say they do find the Guggens. And then she presents the sacred place. Yeah, she presents this offer to them of becoming an ally. They all can fight together to take back the planet because it is both of their planets. Right. And the Guggen le- leader does accept. So Mr. Binks gets promoted to general and then he faints. <laughs> he wasn't really wanting that promotion, I don't think. But this makes me question the leadership. Of the Guggens. Of the Guggens. <laughs> like this kid, if you will, I don't know the age of Judge Binks, but doesn't want to go back to a city because he's going to be a big doo-doo. Gets well, saved from imprisonment by two Jedi to escort them to the city. And then next thing you know, he's leading a group of people. But I think that I don't want to offend anyone because maybe this is a not a good take on this, but I feel like the Guggens are a little less intelligent life force than, let's say, the humans. Oh, I think that's commented on in this movie. Yeah, like they're just not, they don't seem the that primitives. smart. They're yeah. called primitive, I think. Is the, yeah, they're just... I don't know if that's like, the Trade Federation or the people of Naboo. They're more, they're using their rep- reptilian brain a little bit more. Yeah. So, the Guggens and the Queen's people are fighting in two separate battles. The Guggens are out in the well, country. the plan was oh, for the Guggens okay. to create a diversion. Yeah. So, the Queen's people could sneak into the city and then from the city get to the fighters and then go up and destroy the ship. Right. And they all think or hope that when they destroy the ship, uh, the mother droid ship or whatever, all the droids will quit working. Yeah, and they're really banking on that. There's not really a, a plan B. That's basically the only option. But Yeah, it is the plan. We have the Guggens out in the countryside fighting. And then Anakin, Anakin is with the Queen in the city and they're fighting. And then the Jedis are having their own separate battle with Darth Maul. Yes. And a- Anakin... Anakin's told to hide in a hide. Yeah. He gets into the ship. It's a fighter ship. And fighter jet. Just starts taking out bad guys left and right. Well, he's just sitting there. (laughs) And the droids kind of have the queen and her people pinned down. There's three, I don't know, heavy gun droid, whatever. So he's pushing some buttons. And I think R2D2 is in the ship too. Like it's pulled up from the bottom. Yeah. And kind of pokes out the top. He's in there with him. Navigator, (laughs) repairman, whatever. Repair droid. So Anakin's flipping some switches and gets the thing to like take off and he's slowly turning it from like right to left and just shoots all the droids down. 
Yeah. And then the plane's on autopilot. And it just takes off. And he doesn't know what he's doing. He can't stop it. Right. So it just <laughs> takes off and heads out into space. Yeah. And then the queen is taking lead to... Get to the throne. Well, yeah. She's taking... They're trying to get to the throne room. Yeah. The, they... Yeah. And then Anakin's out still flying around in space <laughs> trying to figure out how to work the ship. And we flash over to Obi-Wan falling. And in the meantime, Keegan and Darth Maul are stuck in this, like, force field plane. Like, there's, like, they're, like, in this little hallway, but there's, like, a force field around them. So, yeah, they're not able like to fight. it's this long hallway, and then it's on a timer, and then these red, like, laser things come up. So, they're yeah. just... Just trapped. And then... Jedi Steve's kind of kneeling, resting, and then... Yeah, it Darth goes. Maul's pacing. Yeah, the force field goes down, and then the fight continues. And at this point, then Obi Wan is trapped on the other side of the force field. The force field goes back up, and then he watches Keegan get stabbed with the lightsaber. More fighting ensues. The force field goes down. Obi Wan comes over. He's fighting Darth Maul. He's fighting angry too, which is usually never a good thing. Yeah, he's just fighting pissed off. Yeah, and so he falls again. And he's holding on just... Well, before he does, though, Darth Maul, we should note that Darth Maul's light stick is a double-ended Oh yeah. thing. Yeah. It's got like a laser out both sides, so he does cut that in half. Yeah. Towards, he's only got like one half. Right. And then this, yeah. Th- why but, do, why Who designs spaceships with giant holes to nowhere? In the floor. But then also there's like this weird little knob thing that like he's hanging on to. Looks like a red light for something. <laughs> Yeah. So many questions like, okay, you're in space, right? Yeah. Assuming we're in space on a spaceship. Giant hole to nowhere. There's no gravity in space. Right. Why would you fall? Well, well yeah. It's like a magnet. Because you fall so far and then you turn around and fall back the other way? Well, maybe. You don't know. You haven't been in space. Not yet. Until you have, you don't really get an opinion. <laughs> so, so your Obi-Wan is... Well, there. yeah, so then we flash over. The Queen's people are still fighting more. And then Binks, Binks gets a droid gun. Yeah, he's there. gunned up. Their people fighting are fighting. Out in the field. <laughs> and then Anakin ends up fi- figuring out how to control the ship. While being shot at by a hundred little, like, <laughs> yeah. demon fighters. It's a good way to learn how to fly, right? Yeah. Yeah. While being shot at. I mean, if well, you want to learn, learn how to quick. be good. Or you die. You're going to learn quick. (laughs) So. The Queen's people. We cut over to the Queen's people, too. Like, there's a lot of action going on in this video. There's so much. It bounces back to the Queen and her people. And apparently, they all just carried, like, these hook guns, Gatling gun things. Yeah, I know you liked that part. It's literally, they just all look up and go, oh, yeah, we just go up this way. And then it pulls them up. Right. Like. Where were you they know, carrying? Where were they carrying that? Laura Croft carries those around in Tomb Raider too, so it's fine. This is a little different. It is what it is. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I also noted during all these scenes, like this big epic battle, you know, between, on the three different fronts, the band, the full orchestra is just going. Yeah. And it peaks with a choir. There's a choir with the band backing them up too. And it's just this holier than holy music blaring, you know, it's great. It's great stuff. Yeah. Holds everyone in suspense. (laughs) Yes. 
Yeah. So, well, we are back to Anakin and he is, has figured out how to drive the ship. He ends up blowing up the control ship. And then like kind of crashed, like tried to crash landed essentially because he'd been shot at and he like lands in their like hangar. People are coming to shoot at him, and then the thing cools down enough, and right. R2-D2 fixes it's it, and he almost, just, as he turns, he just shoot, shoot, shoot at him, just trying to get out of there, and just happens to find, like, the main weak point of this ship, and the whole thing starts exploding as he flies out of it. He flies out. He gets out fine. The Guggens are all celebrating because, literally, they were probably about to die, most of them, and then all of a sudden, the droids just, like, lose power and shut down. They they stopped working. Yeah. So that was exciting. Obi-Wan at this point just is somehow able to jump back up onto the ledge. So he's focused. Yeah. He has taken the force and he's focused on <laughs> he's Jedi Steve's Jedi Steve's lightsaber. Lightsaber that's yeah. laying on the ground. That's true. Behind Mall Cop. Darth Maul. <laughs> Darth Maul. And Darth Maul's just staring down at him like Yeah. Here's another thing. Why do you don't wait? give Why him time to figure something out? Movies, right? It's so obvious what's going to happen. So yeah. he pulls himself up and like flies, flies over, over him. the top, like and use some force. The right? lightsaber flies to him. Like they meet. Right, he together. summons it. Yeah. Accio lightsaber. <laughs> and then stabby stabby <laughs> mall cop. And then yes. he falls into the abyss. And it's kind of funny if you watch this scene in like slower motion. It looks like him as he's like flipping backwards. The second flip, it looks totally computer animated. Yeah. Like it's clearly not him. And it's kind of a funky expression on the face. But we don't actually see the body. So I'm not convinced he's dead. Well, it it looked like he got cut in half. Yes, it looked that way. But, but you don't think that he really did. Who knows? No, no. Hopefully, yeah. it would make sense. I mean, well, we can only have so many Jedi. Darths. Steve is dead. Yeah, like this is Darth Maul. Now right. we'll have other Darths later, so we don't okay. need all of them. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So, <laughs> but so yeah, that ends. Then he runs to Obi to Obi Wan runs to Keegan, and his l- last words are saying that Anakin is the chosen one. So. You must train Anakin. Yeah. You've got to focus on him. So is Anakin Harry Potter or is Obi-Wan? I, I don't know. I can't, I can't tell. Let's not think on that too hard. <laughs> you just said some things to make me really wonder. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anakin so, is Voldemort. No, that's Darth Maul, obviously. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Anakin. <laughs> Anakin later in life. Yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> so now the queen and the chancellor are going to work together to create a better future. Right, because the new chancellor. No. Yeah. It's not the chancellor. Oh, yeah, it is the chancellor. Yeah. It's He got voted in. It's, yeah, the guy that was kind of in her arena, so. And then Yoda, we see Yoda talking to Obi-Wan, and he's saying that he's fearful, and Obi-Wan that's. Obi-Wan said he I gave made a promise. Yeah, he gave Keegan his word. No. He has to train Anakin as his apprentice. And then Yoda does agree. 
they're the whole committee has to agree. They're they're reluctant to, but they do agree. And then we cut to a scene where they're burning Jedi Steve's body. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well They also comment that they were able to confirm that Sith's always travel in pairs. Well, they, yeah, Darth Maul was a Sith. Well, they saw the other Sith as well. And, you know, Yoda is so wise. But they raise the question. What does Yoda say? Yoda is so wise. He says he knows that there's always two. There's a master and, a prin- and, a, and an apprentice. But which one was defeated? Which one did we get, right? Yeah, we don't know. So I don't think it really matters if Darth Maul is dead because there's going to be another one. There's still the Sith. And there's going to be a second there's eventually. A Lord, or, yeah. yeah. Should have a new one. Yeah. And then we end with a celebration. It's a party on Naboo. Joint party with the Guggins and the Naboos. It really and united the whole planet. my favorite part of the movie. Second favorite part. So my favorite part was when Jar Jar Binks gets his lips stuck in the electrical thing in the pod racer my second favorite is when the queen gifts blue balls to the frog king (laughs) right at the end okay yeah that was funny i have an honorable mention it's the camel horse elephant animal the what or i think that we should call it the corsifant the corsifants oh yes those were the ones that delivered the Spaceship parts on Anakin's home planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't really know what the hell those were. It was confusing. But they really do. They look like a camel. They also look like a horse. They also look like an elephant. So, you know, it's just a combination of the three. It's interesting. They have a hybrid. So that was the end of the movie. Yeah. It ended kind of in a weird spot for me. I mean, yeah, end of a battle. That's fine. But... It was long. I mean, there's also... Well, I'm it glad was, it ended. It was long. So I do have mixed feelings. I do like the story. I think that I will actually like the whole Star, Star Wars saga a lot better than I thought I would. But... And it's also kind of not a surprise because obviously it is so popular. There's got to be a reason why so many people like it. So it does have a cool story. I like the different like types of characters and stuff it is very hard for me to keep track of what they all are but i think it will get easier as we go along however these movies are so long (laughs) i feel like certain movies can be this long and i it like holds my attention i can rewatch it over and over and it's totally fine for example harry potter then there are other movies that are this long and it's like, I am good only ever watching them once. It was a great story, but I don't want to like rewatch it ever. For example, The Lord of the Rings. I feel like this lands right in the middle of those. <laughs> I may I may rewatch them at some point, but like I'm not dying to. Here's the deal. I, I've, I've seen Lord of the Rings and I've seen a couple of the Star Wars ones. My prediction for what you were just talking about is the more Star Wars we watch, it will probably fall below Lord of the Rings because... Oh, really? Because in the Lord of the Rings, there is a storyline that develops, right? Yeah. This There is a kind of, there is a storyline. Like I say, there isn't. But it's just a lot of action. 
Well, right? And there's a lot of I detail don't mind in the action, action. But it's just like you have this scrolling message at the beginning, setting the scene and the tone. And then you just go right into it. And it's literally the same thing the whole time. Like, what's the plot? Yeah. Naboo's being taken over. We try to stop that. But I mean, you could say that all of the Harry Potters are essentially the same too. There's the there's the good guy, Harry Potter. And then we have the bad guy, Voldemort. And he every time tries to take over Are you talking and about every all time eight movies is the same thing. Yes. And so I feel so, like with this it's probably so for you, similar. You're the opposite. Okay, so <laughs> this will probably stay in the middle then. You yeah, know, there's something that that there's something comforting about knowing the sequence of a movie. You know, the there's sequence. a good guy, there's a bad guy, the good guy will overcome the bad guy in the end. Are and they always like, guys? It's just because <laughs> guys are always fighting. Okay. <laughs> Can't argue with They're that. They're the ones that always are fighting. It's just a thing, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, shall we talk about these ratings? IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. How about I tell you what I thought about the movie? Oh, sure. Go for it. <laughs> I thought it was very long. Okay. Um, the CGI in the movie seemed a little rough around the edges yeah but at the time I mean, that i watched it, i thought it was newer than 99 yeah. i didn't realize it was over 20 years old so pretty good for its time i think yeah this is i think the first movie made in the 90s that we've watched that didn't have a soundtrack <laughs> yeah it's that's, that's probably true so i did like that part of the movie yeah for the listeners, it's our other our other podcast, Eras of Horror. Jeff hates the 90s era because they all have 90s soundtracks that go along with it. Dated and music. Dated yeah, music. He thinks from it the dates 90s. it. I tend to like it because I like 90s music and I like You were 90s. alive in the 90s. I do. Like, Not all of us were. <laughs> you weren't? I was. Yeah. Yeah, I do like 90s nostalgia. So. Yeah. So. Finally, another thought for this movie. Yeah, I like the 90s, and I like 90s music. I just don't like them in, in movies. movies all the time. Yeah. yeah. How do the critics rate this movie? So IMD, IMDb gave this a 6.5 out of 10. And it's not that high. It's, it's really not. Okay, but it gets worse. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 52% for critics and then 59% for audience. Okay. So for Star Wars movie, I don't know where the rest of them rate. Right. But maybe we'll this find is out. one of the lower ones. Yeah. And you know, I, I hope it is the I've, lowest one. I've heard some rumblings. Like I, re- I vaguely remember when these like kind of were coming out, people were like in an uproar. They liked the originals. They didn't want anything else coming out to taint the originals so i do i kind of remember that and also i feel like since then they just haven't been rated high so i think the originals are rated higher probably that would make sense as to why george lucas put out four five six first because the technology maybe wasn't there in filmmaking but the storyline was yeah and i can think of the actors in my head in those movies and there's good acting. Yeah. I mean, not all around, but good acting, I think. And 
I think it'd be interesting with, to get through the series and maybe some time, some point in time do a rewatch where we know the whole storyline. Yeah. Because I have a feeling that there might be some holes and some stuff that doesn't add up in the storyline, which might cause some of the, the discontent. Yeah. Yeah, I, for now, I would probably give this like a 7 or a 70%, maybe even like a 7.5. I I like this movie, so I think that it should have rated a little bit higher than what the critics were saying. However, I don't love it. It's not like 100% for me, so it's it should be a little bit higher, though, I think. I think my my rating comes in pretty much in line with the critics, like, middle of the road yeah um it's kind of a it wasn't the first one made right of a trilogy it's it's part of an entire saga it came out later this is technically the first of this trilogy a saga made of three trilogies it comes out later you know in real time than the other so people know the story and where it's going so I think they're constantly judging it based on where it's going in its future. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. We'll just have to keep watching these movies and find out what happens next. We'll see how the next one does. Yeah. So next week we are hopping back into the Marvel series. And we're going to be watching and reviewing Captain Marvel from 2019 so it's a newer marvel so we watched captain america yeah i believe we're this gonna watch captain marvel yeah that one was set in the 1940s and this one i th- believe is set in the 1990s so we're doing quite a big jump in time but it's the second supposedly in the well that makes sense because the captain america came out of his coma in i don't know what year it didn't say well what year, but i it think was, that was like... current time it looked more modern, modern day New York. So maybe this yeah. is a continuation. I think this kind of, no, I think this one goes back a little bit from the end, but it's, it's sandwiched in between mid coma. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. He's in, so it's not of Captain America. No, it's Captain Marvel. Okay. But that's what we're watching next week. So tune in. Thanks for listening to the episode. Please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Lost Eras. If you like listening to us review movies, check out our other podcast, The Eras of Horror, and don't forget to rate and review. New episodes every Wednesday.